Dear women, ladies, females, sisters, mothers, daughters, moderate feminists, feminist extremists, members of the so-called feminazi, which is not my term because, because we, here we love we the love Jews. The Jews. That's right. Bitches, hoes, thoughts, skanks, hags, runners, goers, yeah. munchers, dykes, films, <laughs> gold diggers, dick suckers, vixens, bays, and sides. Victor Cruz's fiance, Elena Watley, is a revolutionary. She's literally unionizing the side bitch game. Preach. This is the Rojo Show. Uh. Listen, I thought it was I thought it was eloquently written. Uh. Um, I thought that she introduced herself. She came across very personable. She could have easily been like, I know all you bitches is fucking my man. By the way, this is the Rojo Show, episode 23, the Jordan episode. You can't see me right now, but I got my hand up like like the last shot in Utah. Because that, that's where Jordan, that's where, I don't want to say that's where he dies for me, but that's where Jordan's career ends with me. The last shot in Utah with the poles. Only thing that matters to me when he went to uh, the Wizards were the shoes. And um, I'd like to look up who else was on that team. Like, if anybody else that was on that team. Rip Hamilton was on that team. Rip Hamilton probably got made by Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Episode 23, uh, the Rojo Show. I am your host, Victor Cruz's wife. Look, for those of you that don't know, Victor Cruz is a football player, wide receiver in the National Football League, plays for the New York Giants. Um, He came into prominence in the media because of his salsa end zone dance. He used to cha-cha in the end zone because I guess he's half Puerto Rican or something. Uh, Mind you, the cha-cha he does is not official, Okay. I don't want to get technical on the cha-cha right now, okay? Okay, because I know a little something about the cha-cha, okay? Shouts to Rebecca Aleman, okay? I know a little bit. Shouts to Rebecca and Lil Gloria, okay? I know a little bit about the cha-cha. Actually, actually, it's referred to as the cha-cha-cha because when you counter this cha-cha-cha, homie, he was actually doing a salsa when he was saying he was doing a cha-cha. And then the salsa he was doing, I don't know if that's a New York six count, or if that's a Puerto Rican five count, I don't know what that is, but I don't know. You better check with them homies in the Bronx, man. You better get it straight. Anyway, his uh, his fiance got a hold of his phone and somehow got the list of his side bitches. I don't know if it's like, I don't know how he she knew who exactly to send this message to. <coughs> but I'll quickly run through the message. Hello, ladies. This is Elena, Victor Cruz's fiance. Very personable. Came in, introduced herself. You know, you all know about me, and I seem to be the topic of conversation in all your conversations with Vic. I don't know what what that's about. Probably asking where she at or what, what's going on with her because they all trying to make some kind of move to be the main chick. You know what I'm saying? But he know that ain't happening because these are chicks he met on Instagram. Feel me? Um, I'm sure he's told you many things about us and how we don't exist, but given the fact that you all meet him in hotel rooms only, we know that's a lie. Now, see, I don't know why a nigga in Vic's position has to lie about being, about having a wife. They know what it is. They fucking with a football player. They know what it is. Listen, I would venture to say that being Victor Cruz's side bitch probably pays better than minimum wage. And of course, it's not paid out in cash, but the accumulation of, you know, going out, clothes, purses, you know what I'm saying? Little shit that just kind of comes with hanging out with a, a million dollar deal football playing motherfucker. Who's also, you know, heavy in the fashion world. I see him in the pictures with public school, you know, um, he's at the Met Gala. He's at New York Fashion Week and not in the way that some of these tall, awkward basketball playing niggas are like Melo and Amari Stoudemire. He's like normal size, so he can like really get in with designers. He can probably wear some sample shit like he'd be down on the floor of the fashion world like that. He's real close with Ronnie Feig who does the whole kith thing 
um, if you up on fashion, Kith is like a it's a it's a streetwear brand. It's a it's a little higher level streetwear brand in New York. Um, but the dude Ronnie Feig does all kind of uh, collaborations with. Um, it really doesn't matter. But Victor Cruz is heavy in the fashion world, so it comes fucking with him to a certain extent comes with a little something. So he they they get broke off a certain amount, you know what I'm saying? Like what, like eighteen grand a year? It will probably be rounded out to or something like that because they kind of consistent, maybe a little less. I don't know. Anyway, continuing. I figured since you all know about me, then I should introduce. Uh, no, 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 hotel rooms. We all know that's a lie. Just as he tells uh, me, you all are whores and mean nothing to him. I figured since you all know about me, then I should introduce each one of you to each other so we can all know who we have been fucking for the past several months. So ladies, meet one another and feel free to exchange notes. Now, I will give Vic a little bit of credit because apparently he talked to one of his side chicks who didn't get the message, but she saw it on media takeout or whatever these you know, whack ass sites that be telling niggas business, these paparazzi sites. And she asked him if it was true or whatever. And he was like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know, it it is what you're reading. Now, if I was in Vic's position and I don't want to spend too much time on this because I got other topics that I want to get into. um, This will segue into some topics. Some topics will be totally left field and um, we're going to keep it going. But If I was Victor Cruz, any of my side bitches that my fiance so happened to get this message to would be laughing. And if not laughing, they would read it and be like, I already know this. Vic, is there anything I need to worry about? Because I don't care about this because I know what we got is whatever. And I don't want to jeopardize it just like she's sending this text in a way not to jeopardize her marriage, her eventual marriage with Victor. Because apparently him saying that they are all whores and they mean nothing is okay for her. And look, I don't know. I mean... I mean, how many side bitches could he really be having? It's just bitches he just be meeting places and just be feeling comfortable popping off when he's out. Like, they probably in different, like, major states, you know, major market cities, you know. Vic is in New York, so he probably got, you know, he definitely got a couple West Coast cuties. Like, of course. And he probably got a couple in Texas, right? I don't know. I I might be football playing niggas might be like laughing at me right now because I don't know how often they play other states or like how that division shit works necessarily. But let's just look at Giants schedule. No, nigga, New York Giants, not San Francisco Giants. 2015. Just want to check out where he might be having some San Francisco. Okay. Probably got one there. Probably got one in San Francisco. Uh, Dallas. Yeah. New Orleans. Got Nowlands. Got him some down in Nowlands, probably. E. Um, Miami, of course. What would be the sleeper state? Like, what would be like the not Minnesota? North Carolina, e maybe maybe uh e I don't even know. Buffalo, that's pretty much at home. He definitely some in Atlanta, right? Definitely some in Atlanta. Come on now, I'm just saying if if you're gonna be if you're rich like that and you're gonna be marrying somebody like any chick you got on the side should kind of really know. And if you like a million, like I'm saying, like rich niggas have really no reason to lie because there's nothing to lose necessarily i i don't know whatever she's revolutionary y'all need to get off that and you know what i'm saying word to uh amber rose whack ass like i mean why y'all slut shaming you know she not slut shaming but everybody else is like oh what is all these bitches fucking victor cruz and you know you ain't gotta text no women 
outside of your man you know if you're in a relationship you shouldn't be having to talk to no other women because it shouldn't be no other women look we can't talk on that unless you them i need somebody because i mean look we all see tv shows and we all know that once you get to a certain tax bracket that relationship shit in a lot of people's eyes means a lot of different things and they got a child together He's successful right now. He could be a good dude. He just might like to get his dick wet. And I know women are going to say, well, I, I suck dick good enough. My pussy should be enough. He should love me enough. Women will never understand the constant hunger men have to put their dick in things. Pause. Specifically, vaginas. For me. For me and mo- and a lot of the people I know, I know some people who like buttholes and that's fine, but I prefer vaginas and women's mouths. Those are my, those are my favorite. <laughs> those are my favorite and, and my left hand. <laughs> my left hand, it would, it probably wouldn't be my favorite. It would just probably be like. The most comfortable, like in an emergency, <coughs> that's where I sleep with it. Anyway, anyway, like I said, if if she, if she should have been texting to be, get on the same page, some of these chicks should like take that serious and be like, "All right, so look, <laughs> I take Pilates by y'all crib." No, he can't. She can't be in the crib. Um, I take Pilates on Tuesdays, so you know. Whoever wants to fuck with him on Tuesdays can have him because I'll be busy. <laughs> I told somebody that uh, what did I say to what did I say to old girl that was talking about it online. I said something about counterclockwise. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, she need to be letting him know he trying to get his head back in the game. So let's keep him happy and get this guap. No, that's not what I said. What did I say? Oh, I can't even find it. Anyway, Victor Cruz, keep your head up, bro. And if you need any more, um, if you need any more advice, hit me at the Rojo Show at Gmail dot com, and I got you. I will guide you through this, bro. I will guide you through this. Um, I was going to talk about Amber Rose and her little slut walk shit, but that shit is dumb. And I took up a lot of time with Victor Cruz. What I will say is, um, please stop. Ladies, please stop saying that y'all make 77 cents to every dollar that men make. That is not true. It's not true. All right. And I'll debate. I'm, I'm open to a conversation with anybody about it. That shit is not true. It's been debunked. And um, it's especially not true when you look at the black community Because, I mean, most of the people in the black community with degrees are black women So, and I know y'all don't really count black women Because, like, somehow they get lost in the fold as far as, like, fucking statistics in the world Unless you're talking about, like, teenage pregnancy or welfare subscription But there are a lot of black women with fucking degrees and are very successful. Uh, most of them are single because, you know, since they have a degree, they're only looking for men with degrees. And that shit that they don't take serious men who may not have the same educational background as them, um, which is really fucked up. Because, unfortunately, most of the black men um, are dead uh, in jail. Um impregnated some other bitch and now you know running on some other shit or gay so i'm not saying women y'all gotta take what y'all gotta get but y'all do need to kind of open up y'all net a little wider that's all i'm saying anyway um i've been watching a lot of tv i watch um so if you don't so i was a boy scout right growing up and you know i did i did a little camping not a lot of camping not as much camping as i should have done as a boy scout um, but I did do some camping and like making fires and shit. And, uh, I have this fascination. Like I really want to go hunting mainly so I can like clean the animal. Like I really want to like 
cut the cut the skin off and like cut out the guts and toss that shit to the side and then like cut the skin off of the body and then cut up the the fucking back straps and take the legs off and I want to do all of that shit put in the book bag and then walk out of the forest like a fucking mountain man or maybe cook some of that shit right there and eat it with my hands like a I really I really want to do that I really want to be on like some survivalist type shit like I watch all those shows I used to watch Bear Grylls until I found out that this fuckhead was like sleeping in hotels at night Anybody that's watching Bear Grylls, which really pisses me off that he has this new show on NBC, fucking huge network, where he's taking these famous people out in the wild and like supposedly showing them survival skills. I can only imagine the authenticity of him and President Obama trying to stalk through the mountains of Montana with the Secret Service men following him in dress shoes and suits. But Bear Grylls, who is constantly shaved, he never has a shadow. For all the mountain and, like, traveling he does and, like, the wildernessy shit, he never has a proper beard. Like my man Les Stroud. My man Les Stroud from Canada, Survivor Man, he's the real deal. You know how I know? Because it'd be some days where he'd be out there and he don't eat. <laughs> Les Stroud be losing weight out there on the beach. Trying to catch little crabs and shit. So anyway, I'm watching this show called Naked and Afraid. And they drop people off out in the woods or in, in these, you know, remote areas. <coughs> a man and a woman. And it, they depend on each other and the, the land to survive for 21 days. Which is fucking gangster. Okay. Naked for 21 days in the wild. Okay, so most of the men be having like, you know, marine training or, you know, survivalist training of some type, uh, maybe like Navy, ex-Navy SEALs and shit like that. And then a lot of the women have military background sometimes. Some of them are just like herbalists. Like it was this one chick who uh, she was actually probably the strongest woman out of this four hours of this show that I watched. Um, and it's 30 minute episodes, so don't try front like four hours wasn't a, enough of a research group or a fucking um, a, a subject group, control group. But um, it was really interesting to see some of the shit. Like the first thing they do is like cover, find ways to like cover their vaginas and their balls. But um, I might try to do this because like everybody that goes on there loses like 40 fucking pounds. Or 30 pounds. Um, I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it. But women are going to hate to see it. In the four. Or they're going to hate to hear it. In the four hours I watched. There was only one situation. Where the woman. Really like contributed. And saved the day. And she only did one thing. Which was kind of fucking stupid and fluky. Because the dude hadn't eaten. But he had built this huge shelter for him. <laughs> they give you stuff to make a fire So they made a fire He went out with her And was trying to hunt But he couldn't hunt Because it was like You know he couldn't find nothing And she happened to walk He was like on the brink of starvation And passing out Sitting in this home that he built Out of bamboo and leaves Because he was a contractor So he spent two days building a house God damn it In the middle of the nowhere And then um, she's walking around trying to collect rainwater and happens to walk upon a frog. Now, she's a vegan, right? So enter, enter the nervous music, right? Dun, dun, dun. And they really hype it up and really ham it up when she sees this, this frog because she's a vegan and she's never killed anything in her life. And there's this whole big moral dilemma of should she kill this frog to save her friend or her partner so that they won't have to, he won't uh, feel the need to go home early and they can survive the 21 days and get however much, I think it was some money they got in the end, I can't remember. So she kills the frog with a rock and then brings it to him and then he's overjoyed and then he eats these frog legs and he's just reju rejuvenated. 
And she got like all these points because they get like these survivor ratings based on like their background. And then at the end, it gets adjusted based on like your performance. And um, she got all these points because she was able to overcome this big, huge moral dilemma of killing a fucking frog because her partner was on the brink of starvation. Are you serious? Good for you, sunflower. I'm glad you you sacrificed a frog's life. Frogs are one of the few animals that bust huge nuts and all of them basically turn into kids. Like, are you serious right now? The most disappointing female performance, though, came from, ironically, a Native American contestant. Which, when I told this story to two people, I told this story to two people, I was like, yeah, they had this one Native American chick on there And they automatically, before I could even finish, said, oh, she was killing it, right? Which you would assume. And in the beginning of the show, they was humping her, they was, you know, pumping her up because, of course, they do like a little intro of all the the contestants or whatever. And they was, she was walking with her grandfather who had a long ponytail, but did not look Native American. (laughs) He looked like a white man. He looked like a pale face. (laughs) <laughs> I just got real Malcolm X right there He looked like an oppressor um, And she was like throwing axes Into you know wood And like you know uh, Showing her like you know Bow hunting skills which I didn't know if they told her but they weren't Dropping her off with a fucking bow and arrow But she's um, So she gets out there <clears throat> And the white boy she's with Has some military training <clears throat> So they're walking through like a swampy area, slightly swampy area, and they're out in the sun. So he immediately thinks, okay, I don't want to get sunburned. Let me rub some uh, rub some fucking mud on me so I won't get sunburned. <clears throat> Let me get some water. Excuse me. Jesus, I'm preaching over here. I need like a water sponsor. That'd be what's up. Anyway. So he stops and he like rubs some mud on him and he's trying to tell her, yo, you should maybe rub some mud on you too, you know? And I know, and I, I, I know that initially she was probably thinking that she's not going to get sunburned and that was why he was putting it on. But mud also has water in it, which cools you down when you put it on your body. It also uh, creates a protective layer that kind of keeps your body feeling cool too. So it not only it not only blocks the sun, but it also helps cool down the body, which this bitch should have paid attention to because then she starts showing signs of like sunstroke or like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like heat stroke. <clears throat> and they're not six hours into the shit. This is the first day and she's looking like she's going to tap out and he's like super He's like, oh, shit, this is the first day, and this bitch going to try to tap out. So he puts her in the shade. They find some little water. He lets her chill in the water or whatever. You know, he get he finds some uh, fresh running water and kind of boils it up and gives it to her, you know. But, you know, that water tasted like fire, which I don't know what the fuck that means. He he just heated it up on a stove for you to, to, to kill any cholera or bacteria in it so you won't have the shits for the next five, 21 days if you even make it that long because your Native American ass is looking real, real horrible on the first day. The first day. Then they do the thing where, you know, they talk to her off on the side and then come to find out she's on her period. And then when I hear that, I'm like, oh shit. So that means animals is going to smell it and come and eat her <laughs> animals are going to smell the period blood and come and eat her <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry but she was pitiful okay she complained about everything about the bugs flying in the ears 
and she didn't do no work. She just sat in the water the whole time. So it's not even like she was there and she was productive. Because I've seen a couple of them where, like, motherfuckers is going and they building a shelter and they finding food. <clears throat> and then, like, something happens where they get sick and they have to, with, they, ha- they got to quit early. And then the partner can stay and try to finish it out by themselves. This dude stayed and ended up finishing it out by himself, I believe. But he did go through some points of, like, super depression where, like, he just got, like, really tired and really down. Which, like, I don't know. I'd probably be, like, I'd probably resort to, like, walking through there, like, walking through the jungle singing church songs or something. Or, like, just everything. Church songs, Reasonable Doubt. I'm trying to think of albums I know all the way through. Um, I know a lot of Illmatic. I know a lot of Common B. I know a lot of Kanye shit. I know a lot of Jay shit. I'd probably just be walking around talking to myself. I'd be walking around doing this. I'd be filming the podcast from remote locations in the world. That's what I would be on. Naked and Afraid. It was it was a good show. I want to go on there. But uh, that Native American chick was like, yo, she was so fucking disappointed. So disappointed. Guys, <clears throat> could you imagine? Now, now stay with me while I while I paint this picture for you. Guys, you have. A dick and you have a ball sack. Could you imagine if your ball sack started to swell and get bigger and bigger and bigger for seven years to the point where it hangs down? Next to your ankle. Ah. And weighs 80 pounds. Ah. You should tune in to TLC. Where they have shows all about male genital issues. Which these shows can't be, these shows cannot be made for men because men don't want to hear about weird shit that can happen to their dicks. We are not interested in horror stories. We don't even want to hear about other men getting kicked in the balls. Have you ever heard, have you ever seen a man tell another man about him getting kicked in the balls? They both feel it. It's like when men, it's like when men, women hang around each other and bleed together. Men can feel each other's pain. And when you talk about kicking in the balls or anything that has to do with dick trauma or anything like that, men, I feel it right now. My stomach is getting that feeling. Men, you know that feeling when you like go down a steep hill hill in a car or like on like, you know, on roller coasters where like your balls are in that zero gravity zone and you feel it in your stomach. That's what I feel right now. Just talking about this. I come in visiting a lady friend and she is enthralled in this show about a man. It's called, um, what was she called? She was called the man with the 80 pound groin. And his balls had been growing for seven years. And all he wore were sweatpants. Of course. Of course it was sweatpants because what do, what can you really wear once you get to that size? Like you're really like, it's like sweatpants for women. Women can get away with like moo's and like huge sundresses, I guess. Which your legs be rubbing all together. Ugh. Like huge sweatpants, like 5X joints, 8X joints, T-shirts from Wal- like Walmart, huge T-shirts or like truck stop T-shirts with like superheroes on it or like Harley Davidson logos. 
that always comes like super huge. You can always get a sports t-shirt like super fucking huge. Shorts. A lot of heavy elastic in the waist shorts. He couldn't wear shorts though because his balls literally hung down to his ankle, yo. It was so painful to watch. When his dad weighed it, because they had to weigh it before he went to get it removed. And that's another thing. Fellas, how long would you let your ball sack grow before you went to the doctor and saw what was going on? I can tell you I would be there way before it got to my leg. Way before. Way before. As soon as it got... I don't even know. As soon as it got too big to where I was happy about it. But see, that's not even my ball. That's not even my dick. That's my balls getting huge. And I don't need huge balls. Now, if my dick was swelling, if my dick was swelling, I might see where this goes. (laughs) If my dick got bigger consistently over the next seven years. Two of them years, I'd be good. And then it would be like, well, wait a second, Doc. Like, bitches is running from it now. (laughs) At first, they was running to it. Now they running from it. So (laughs) we got to see what's going on. Can you take me back to six months ago? (laughs) No, no, no. Fuck normal. (laughs) I don't want to go back to normal. Can you take me back to six months ago, my nigga? That's what I need. <laughs> or my, my 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 Habib. I need you to take me back to six months ago, my brother. Hilarious. Just walking around with your balls around your ankle. How long? And then, so I was, that's what I was saying. So, eat, so not that I would let it get that far. But let's say it did get that far. My mom would help me make some kind of harness so that I could take off so that it wasn't hanging down by my ankle. I could like lift it up to like to like a a fat lower pussy stomach type of thing. Right. Because I'm telling you, when you got to see him walk with it, because way he was walking with it, it was like swinging around his leg like he had like he had a watermelon in his pants. And he was walking and the watermelon was just rubbing around his like calf and leg. It was really, it was really disturbing. Some white dude, huge white dude with a mohawk, but not a mohawk. He's got that thing where like all the sides and the back are cut, but the top is like super long and he wears it in a ponytail. Like Zach from the Power Rangers had a haircut kind of like that late in the, like late, late before they pulled them. Before they pulled all of them. Because then it got way too complicated. But yeah. It was three shows like that. They had the guy with the 80 pound groin. They had the guy with the 100, with the 132 pound scrotum. And then they had the man with no penis. And I heard about I heard about the man with no penis, but I heard the way I heard it, it was like man with no penis gets penis made from arm. And I was like, God damn, how do you get his penis made from an arm? <laughs> like what they need all of that. But apparently it was a piece of a forearm. But then I'm like, still a forearm nigga like, man. My man, like, you got a lot of room to go with with the forearm. Can I get, I mean, my dick isn't, my dick ain't far from being the size of a forearm. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way funky with you. <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't watch that. I'm just saying why. And then, and then, like, other shows on this network are, like, Cake Boss and My 500-Pound Life with this, like, fat white chick who's, like, super quirky, I guess, super entertaining. I guess she's trying to get that. Uh, what's the fat chick who's gonna help ruin Ghostbusters? From Mike and Molly. Mike and Molly. I know. Uh, I know feminists and like 
fat fat people lovers and like fat people aficionados are like super mad at me for not knowing her name because she's like super famous right she's got all those movies that she's in where she plays these complex and uh intriguing characters right she's got all these movies where her personality shifts and she's uh she's a she's a method actress so you know she likes to be her character, which is often a very, a very multi-leveled and multifaceted character within a, a, a within a um, enthralling plot that sucks the audience in. Right, Melissa McCarthy. Anyway, I mean, she was kind of funny in uh, uh. Bachelor, the bachelor party, the bachelorette party, the bachelorette. What is the shit that they made to be the female version of uh, Hangover? With uh, uh, is that Kirsten Wig, Kirsten Wig, and Melissa McCarthy, and the singer's daughter? What is her name? Maya Rudolph. There we go. Bing. <laughs> Anyway, I'm just wondering what how many men, men aren't even going to know really what I'm talking about. They may know something about the guy who make, got his dick made out of an arm, but that's not even what we think about. And they stretch that into an hour show. We don't want to hear all that. We want to know, did they leave the fist on? <laughs> did he get to get, did he get the fist too? How old was this arm? Is this like a railroad working nigga's arm? Or is this like, you know, you know, uh, is this like a, a, a little boy's arm? If it is a little boy's arm, I'd like an eighth grader who's been doing push-ups like David Howard. Anyway. Uh, so I've been back in the gym. Like I said on the last podcast, I've been doing good. Back and buys, chest and tries, legs and shoulders, abs every day, you know. Uh, uh, try and get the body right. Box jumps and jumping rope, you know, for the cardio. Uh, if there's a sports game on while I'm on there, I'll get on the elliptical, do a little bit of that, you know. Brat, do a little bit of that. Uh. You know, I'm making it do what it do. I'm seeing some minor changes. I'm, I'm liking, I like waking up sore, you know. We got to stretch it out, you know what I'm saying. You got to move that body around. You got to warm it up, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You don't even know your own strength sometimes. What I'm not doing, I haven't been doing awesome with the white diet. I've been doing pretty good. I've been doing pretty good. I did have waffles one day this week. And I did have some rice one day this week, but that was like the only, that was like the only white thing I had all day. Like right now, today I've had, I've had two pieces of chicken and I've had some juice and some water. That's it so far. When I get out of here, I'm probably going to go and get some oatmeal and some turkey bacon. But I got to be careful because I may go by my mom's house. Shouts out to Party Girl Mom. Party Girl Mom. And sometimes they be having like all types of shit over there. Like my mom had a box of Lorna Dune cookies. The, the, you know, the shortbread cookies with the little stamp thing on them. Easy jazz. Jazz, easy, easy with the Lona Dunk cookies. And those, like, she had them, like, in the individual packs, you know? It's like eight cookies in a pack. Uh, it's perfect to just throw in the pocket. Like, you don't even notice that. That's my problem. Like, I don't even, you don't even notice that part. Like, that's that doesn't even count, right? That pack of Lorna Dune cookies doesn't count, right? Of course it counts, you jackhead. So yeah, I'm doing my push-ups. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm doing my workouts and shit. Um, I do push-ups in between my my bench presses, I guess, which is why I said that right there. I'm really trying to get my pull-up game up, you know. 
Cause I just like I just like seeing motherfuckers do them pull ups on them videos on YouTube and shit. So I just really want to get my pull up game up, uh, so I can do all kinds of like. Then it'll be like fun, cause like all that stuff they be doing on those bars, like they get to they get into it and they do a lot of it cause they get up there and it becomes fun. Like I want to get to the point where I can get up there and like really be banging out pull ups, you know, with the wide grip, uh, and then like I'll be able to make it fun and do some of that other shit. Some super coordinated. One thing I have noticed about um, being in a gym is I don't jerk off nearly as much. And I feel like that's because I feel I feel more of it being like a vital juice, you know, because guys, ladies aren't going to want to hear. It. Oh, you should hear because you should know it about your man. Um, when guys work out, like they make, they, they produce more testosterone, especially with the kind of workouts and the kind of exercises I'm doing. It's like full body shit, like box jumps and fucking squats and, uh, deadlifts and all that kind of like heavy, like moving shit around like those kind of like full body, really exerting your whole shit workouts. Those make your loads huge. And, like, I don't want to just waste loads on my stomach or on a T-shirt. I want to, like, smell a glazed donut. (laughs) I want to splish splash somebody. Oh, 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 my God. You know? I mean, listen. and, And that is why I know... That it is a a vital vitamin and mineral that women should be taking advantage of. And me being in the gym, I got it. I should sell this to the. I should go to the health food store and let them listen. Let me work the protein count. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Even I'll attest to that being disgusting. I'll take that one. I don't care. But yeah, I just been chilling out on it. Saving it up, you know what I'm saying? Saving it up for the big shabangs of bang. Shapow! I look out for whoever catches it, though, because it's going to be like that uh, <laughs> that scary movie, Joy, where he, like, stuck her to the ceiling. Splow! Uh, did anybody see the Keith Murray and Fredro star battle? No? You didn't miss anything. Keith Murray and Fredro star are two people that are only known for one rap song. Keith Murray is known for the most beautifulest thing in this world is just like that. The most beautifulest thing in this world is just like that. Everybody knows that, right? And then Fredro Starr musically is only known for the Onyx song, Slam. Slam! da 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 let the boys be boys slam he is way more famous as Q from Moesha Moesha way more famous as Q from Moesha or my favorite Shorty from Sunset Park hello hello Shorty from Sunset Park by the way Sunset Park is the only movie I like Terrence Howard in as Spaceman. He was okay. I mean, Terrence Howard isn't horrible. He's just slimy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was okay in Idlewild, but I think he's a dickhead like that. He wasn't that good in Crash. I don't think anybody in Crash was actually that good. Um, you know, he was okay in The Best Man, but then in The Best Man Holiday, it just kind of got corny. And, you know, I like him. I also like him in Hustle and Flow. Yes, I do like him in Hustle and Flow. But um, Fredro Starr and Keith Murray, they had a battle. Listen, man, somebody send prayers to Keith Murray, yo. Because he's he's on something. I don't know what he's on. He's on something. Fredro Starr made a lot of references to him uh, smoking angel dust. I can neither confirm nor deny that. But... He's on something. Maybe he was just super drunk. It seemed like, I mean, he had one like nice round 
like one nice like string together bunch of lyrics but for the most part like he was trying to say verses over which in rap ain't really allowed let alone battle rap and then you know he really didn't say shit he was kind of screaming and being belligerent on stage fredro star however who is used to memorizing a script came in with some hot i came in with some warm yeah came in with some good enough writtens to get a couple oohs and eyes from the boo, from the uh, from the crowd, but with Keith Murray being so whack, it really just came off like you know, like he was gonna win regardless. Feel what I'm saying? But I don't know. Whoever actually convinced them to get that to to get that battle going, kudos to y'all because y'all should have got y'all money back because Keith Murray didn't even show up. I was just, I mean, I don't know. Again, Fredro Starr, Q from Moesha, musically is known for one song. And Keith Murray as well, known for one song. Nobody is checking for these niggas at all. Speaking of people nobody is checking for, Stefan Marbury apparently is bringing back his Starberry brand of shoes and i mean in generic media fashion has not even not only generic but i guess typical of the time has taken to twitter shit i just got lyrical on y'all typical of the time has taken to twitter to attack obviously the biggest shoe brands or the shoe biggest the biggest shoe names in the game right now michael jordan and lebron Talking about how his $15 shoe, the Starberry, um, you know, is made in the same factories as theirs. And, you know, he never did nothing for the hood, uh, being Michael Jordan and LeBron and yada, 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 yada. I'm going to keep it 1,000 with you because that's how I do. That's how we do it here on the Rojo Show. I have owned a pair of Starberry sneakers. What? Are you serious? Who the fuck is this nigga? Relax. I got them for the freezy, okay, in a rush, because my cousin Charles was working at Stephen Barry. If you know Stephen Barry, the little bullshit store that was out at in the suburbs for a minute that sold a bunch of cheap ass shit. I was in there one day. He was like, "You want some? You want some?" And if you don't know Charles, Charles can be a little pushy. So I was like, "All right, man, let me cop a pair of these Starberries. I got an all black pair. Whatever." After his discount, they was like seven bucks, which I'm just weird about wearing seven dollar shit, honestly. But I did play ball with him at uh, pretty consistently. It was during the time where me and E was playing at UIC because Jason, shouts out to Jason, was letting us in through the pool and shit. So like we come in there and hoop. But um, I mean, they weren't horrible shoes. They did look bad when you try to lace them up tight to be like game ready. I think that's the difference between like expensive shoes and cheap shoes. Like cheap shoes may look good like in the box or like, you know, on the fucking on the, the, the stand or the presentation or the, the fixture in, in the store and pay less. But on your shoe on your foot, when you're actually trying to like function with it, mm, not so much, man. Not so much. So I didn't I didn't play with them long. It was it wasn't very long before I got some Nikes back on my feet. You know what I'm saying? But um, but I mean I always respected what he was doing as far as like the shoes going toward the money from the shoes going back towards like the inner city and all that type of shit. But my nigga, number one, the shoe is only fifteen dollars. So how much money can really be going back to the hood? And then number two, it's really hard to sell shoes when you're not playing. Okay, very few players can do that. Jordan is Jordan obviously has done that. There's been a couple players who have had like a resurgence in retro sneakers. The Starberry is not a retro sneaker, so don't get into that shit. But unless he's going to make some kind of unless he's going to like start playing somewhere where people can see him in these shoes and then kind of want them or get them, 
it's not going to work because at least when at least when he had the shoe and he was in a league, you could say, okay, well, he'd be playing. I look at him. That's him. But now it's like, who are you? Like you just putting a cheap ass shoe out there for nothing. I guess I just I, he's got to get somebody. If he got somebody in the league to wear him, then he'd be going somewhere. Like him and him and Meta World Pizza from New York. If he could get Meta to wear him, that would be a good move. If he could get Rafer's not in the league anymore, and he's washed. But if he could get a, if he could get a player in the league to wear him, he may be okay. He may be okay. All right, quickly, I just want to run through some movies I want to see. Uh, movies that are coming out soon. Some of them might be out. Um, I mean, I know. Listen, I'm just gonna get this out the way because I don't want to hear you talking shit about it. I know militant black brother that I am is going to come to a shock. It's going to come as a shock to most of you. And I may try to get this done this weekend. Okay. But I still have not seen straight out of Compton. I know. I know. And I got the Compton hat. I know. I just came back from Cali. I know. I know. I know. I know. But I still haven't seen it. I should have watched the link from uh, Angelo's Facebook page when it was up. Uh, Shouts out to him for having the link to the movie up pretty much a couple days after it came out. But um, and it was on Facebook and it didn't get taken down. Shouts out to that. But I see you, Mark Zuckerberg. But still haven't seen Straight Outta Compton. Really want to see it, especially now that everybody, all the black women that was talking about how fine O'Shea Jackson Jr. now Jr. uh, was have now turned on him and are stabbing him, stabbing him violently in the back because he been had a white girlfriend. Because he been had a white girlfriend and they didn't know. And now everybody's mad and attacking him and attacking her because she's got all that light skin awkwardness to herself. So I want to see Straight Outta Compton. I also kind of want to see this Our Brand is Crisis movie. With uh, Sandra Bullock. It's about some uh, political shit. She comes in as like a fixer. Kind of like a uh, uh, Olivia Pope-esque kind of person. Kind of a Ray Donovan-esque kind of person. To come in and kind of lead as a campaign manager, I think. And I'm sure some things go on. Um, she's in it. Billy Bob Thornton is in it. Uh, that's all I can think of right now. But I want to see that. I want to see The Walk with my man Joseph Gordon-Levitt's. Supposed to be a heavy, um, technical reproduction of the Twin Towers in it. Because if you don't know about the walk, he is some famous French um, tightrope walker. And he's going to walk between the Twin Towers. And he's going to set it up himself. And it's like a visual spectacle as far as like, you know, I might try to see this in um and uh, what's the big joint? Not 3D IMAX. See this joint IMAX probably be crazy. Last movie I saw in IMAX, I believe, was The Dark Knight Rises. Do we see The Dark Knight Rises in 3D? In, in that? I don't know. I don't double check that. But I want to see that. I want. I need to. See, okay, so this is old shit. I need to see. I need to see um, both of the Avengers movies because I'm really pumped about this Batman vs. Superman movie that's coming in, Dawn of Justice. So I want to catch up on all of that because apparently all of it goes together. And I've seen Iron Man 3, but I guess you need to see the Avengers to really understand Iron Man 3. And then I've never seen any of those uh, those Captain America movies. So I guess you got to see those because those work in too. And Marvel is just creating this whole universe that geeks and nerds are just jerking and fapping to. And I need to catch up because I want to be up to par when I see Dawn of Justice. Um, In the Heart of the Sea, I guess, is a Moby Dick movie. Did anybody, this is a long time ago, but did anybody actually see Jupiter Ascending? Jupiter Ascending was the movie from the Wachowski brothers. The Wachowski brothers, if you don't know, are Kellogg alumni. Pretty sure they are Morgan Park alumni as well. 
and they are the writers or the creators of the Matrix trilogy. They made some piece of shit movie that I guess didn't do too well in the box office with Channing Tatum with elfed ears and Mila Kunis is supposedly some kind of princess of some shorts. I don't know. It takes place in in the sky and on some fake worlds and I don't know. It's probably hot, but or it's probably it's probably cool because I don't I don't imagine them just making some trash. But it didn't do too well. I just wanted to know if anybody actually saw that shit. Uh, Kingsman looks really good, which is like, I mean, it's kind of biting triple X, but it's like taking like a young James Bond type of feel to it. Um, apparently, the Kingsmen are the uh, the new knights. Um, and the Hateful Eight and Predestination. Look those up. I'm not going to explain to you what the fuck they are. Just look them up. Hot ass movies I want to see because I want to see hot movies because I'm a movie I'm a hot movie watcher. So yeah, um, is there anything else on the page I wanted to talk about? Did I post anything on my page? What I post on my page? Oh yeah. Oh well, I'll say that for the end. Okay, listen, listen. I want to preface this by saying I am a fan. Of some of Childish Gambino's music. Okay. I Am The Internet is an awesome. Is an awesome little mixtape album. Whatever it's called. Um, Some of the songs. He, he, he His life. His personal life seems super emo. And I don't really get down on that. Because I like my emotions. You know like a man. Like I like to go outside in the rain. It may sound crazy. Yes, it may sound crazy, but I like to go outside in the rain. Um, but he seems to like want to like look at himself in the mirror when he cries. I think, and like you know, I I don't I don't know. He just comes across very. You can't use words like soft anymore because then it's like you know that's me trying to impact some social standard of masculinity onto him, right? Right. But he does seem a little, I don't know. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would want him to be my partner if I was, um, you know, left out in the woods. He's date. He dates Janine Aiko. Cause so I guess, you know, people can say the bitches like it, you know, bitches like him. Sure. Um, he's dating Janine Aiko who is pretty in the face. Very pretty in the face is Janine Naiko, but she kind of has the body of a young man, a young boy, you know, young boy, like 12, young boy by age of 12. Um, doesn't really do it for me personally. She's kind of cute, but you know, I don't know. She has to buy like a boy and then, you know, she's that, that funny kind of Asian, where, you know, a lot of them used to be guys. Listen, I'm just saying, I'm just saying Asians have a weird freak to them. And that's Japanese, Chinese, and then definitely like the, you know, Filipino and the Thai, you know, they, they got, they got some weird freaks about them. You know what I'm saying? Like Japanese with all the anime and the hentai porn and the tentacle shit, and then you got, you know, China, where, you know, they got super porn, but, you know, they blur everything out, and you can, like, buy panties that girls have worn out of vending machines, if, yes, you can also buy socks, I have no interest in that at all, but, um, and then, you know, we know about the ties, if you've seen Hangover, is that two or three, two, you know, they just, you know, some of the some of their guys like to look like women except for their penises, you know. So I'm just saying, not really my type. But I have been hip to Like a Version for a long time. I've seen a lot of great performances on Like a Version. It is a British radio station where uh, that invites artists up to participate in a segment where they cover songs in their own style. And Childish Gambino covered 
Tamia shouts out to the six or not just the six, I guess to Canada. I don't know what part of Canada she's from, but shouts out to Canada for uh, Tamia. Shouts out to Grand Hill and Fila. But um, he covers Tamia so into you. Now, that's fine. Sure, cover a female song. I don't need. I don't have a problem with that. There's a lot of female songs, or there's a lot of songs sung by women that I would cover. You know what I'm saying? Um, Love Fool by the Cardigans. Um, Sweet Dreams by the Arrhythmics. Um, uh, Cater to You. can't do cater to you that's too much to switch which brings me to my next problem with his cover of to me is so into you because he doesn't he doesn't switch the words from boy to girl because of course Tamia sings the song and you know she says you know something something boy and he says something something boy which I know the feminazis are going to come after me, which is not my term because I love Jews. We love the Jews, but don't come after me on some, you know, well, just because he doesn't say boy doesn't mean that he likes boys. And so what if he does? I'm just saying in my mind, if you're going to cover the song and make it yours to be as sincere as possible, you would be singing to someone and as far as we know, if he was to be singing some song saying he's so into you, he would be singing it to a woman. So it was just kind of disturbing me when I was, you know, wincing and trying to get into this and give it a fair chance when he's talking about, you know, how he thinks this boy is really special. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, ladies, I know I know a lot of y'all listen to it and cooed and odd. And, you know, thought about how sensitive and how how in tune with his his sensitive side he is and how cakey it was. And that's cool. But my man cannot sing. He, he can sing a little bit. He couldn't sing here. This was terrible. He was like cracking notes. It was way too high. He should have brought it down low. Honestly, let's just keep it real. Um, I've made some some bad vocal decisions in my musical career and he has made one here um, uh, uh, unfortunately his is all over the place but a lot of people are liking it and i don't understand why like i mean i understand chicks like it because they want some dude to feel this way about them and you know as much it'd it be the same bitches that be talking about how they like hard niggas or be dating hard niggas to be watching this shit with this soft ass nigga they would never date him they just think that the soft little geeky, the, the little shit he does is cute, I guess, or something. I don't know. It works for him. And I like some of his other music. I don't like this. I made a comment on my page when I posted it saying, I didn't know a man's vagina could get so wet. Because he really was like on some. And then he he did it like most of it like acapella. And like, I think at some point he like sprinkled some glitter over his head or something. I don't know. It just got really, really weird, really fast. But a lot of girls liked it. And a lot of girls were just, oh, my God, this is so sweet. And I knew some guys that liked it. Not guys that, you know, I know that like chop wood or like would carry a gun or, you know, go to the gym or like covered in tattoos, not any guys that I would say, you know, slap their girls on the ass endearingly. I know some guys that liked it, and I'm not saying anything about those guys. If you liked it, that's what's up. I hope it gets you some vagina, but um, just know that, you know, I don't know. It, it just came off very, the song sounded like a, a, a vagina. It still sounded like a woman, a woman's song. And I thought, I would think, if I was covering a woman's song, I would want to make it my own from a man's perspective or still acknowledging that, uh, you know, the, the femininity behind it, but making it my own and, and definitely bringing some kind of uh, some kind of 
some kind of man must to it, you know. I just want to put my scent on it. That's all I want to do, you know. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I'm just the host of the Rojo Show. This is the Rojo Show, episode 23. I'm going to get out of here. Um, thank you so, 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 so much for your continued support and listening. Remember, if you're not sharing, you're not a fan. So if you're not listening to this show and cracking up and texting people in your phone saying, hey, if you're not fucking with the Rojo show, you slow, bro. Oh, my God. Why do I keep dropping these lyrics on you? I keep flowing out of nowhere for you. Oh, my God. Rojo the guy. It's a real world. Ro. Y'all wild. All right. This is the Rojo Show, episode 23, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. If you're not sharing, you're not a fan. It's your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Apparently, every Thursday is about my swing. I'm, apparently, I'm swinging them in every Thursday. Um, maybe when I start popping guests off, I'll add additional ones. But right now, it seems like every Thursday is cooking. I like to come and give y'all something right before Friday. Shouts out to the Chicago Cubs. Made light work of the Pittsburgh Pirates last night. You know what I'm saying? 4-0. Gave them, uh, gave them no no nothing. Shouts out to Arietta. Allowed no put they put no points on the on the board. You did scare us that one time when you let the bases get loaded, but you took care of Bennis and put them out. Feel me? Cubs, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Let's go. Feel what I'm saying? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And shouts out to Monica for posting the clip from um, Back to the Future. The clip from Back to the Future where it talks about the Cubs being in the playoffs in 2015. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? It's ironic. Um, I want to shout out. Do some shout outs real quick. Just everybody that listens to the show. I just super appreciate it. I super uh, appreciate the love and the support. Um, I do want everybody. I just do want to make sure everybody is sharing the show. Again, if you're not sharing, you're not a fan. If you're not sharing, you're not a fan. All right. And to everybody listening, everybody in Chicago, Oak Park, Toledo, Ohio, Austin, Texas, Edgeware, United Kingdom, College Station, Texas, Harvey, Illinois, Plainfield, New Jersey, um, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, King George, Virginia, Missouri City, Texas. Um, what is IA? Is that Idaho? What is IA? IA... IA abbreviation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. IA abbreviation state. Idaho. No, no, no. Iowa. Shouts out to people listening in Iowa. Feel what I'm saying? Um, Nauvoo, Alabama, uh, Missouri, Massachusetts, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Holla! Um, Maryland, New Jersey, Hyattsville, Maryland, Quebec, Canada. Hey! Uh, Hickory Hills, Illinois, New York, Texas, um, Missouri, Tennessee, New Jersey, Kansas City, Brooklyn, Hackensack, Phillipsburg, Rosendale, uh, Floral Park, Hickory Hills, everybody, everybody showing love and hitting up the Rojo Show. I appreciate you, okay? All my followers of Zod, shouts out for the support on the board. Rojo loves everybody, you know what I'm saying? Your favorite podcast is favorite podcast. The episode 23 in the books, and I'm out. I'll see y'all next Thursday, if not sooner. Peace.